Mick Monica here with you on our five-hour midnight ride. Everybody get ready, because here it comes. I got you till then, which is five hours from now. When will then be now? Soon. Soon. But hopefully not for a while, because I love doing this. And we got you till five o'clock, and the warm-up show will come your way on this Friday morning. Fleegs obviously on the other side. Connor's still hanging out for a bit. 877-337-6666. 877-337-6666. Right here on the baseball fan. That's right, baseball's back. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to, oh, we don't, you know, baseball, uh, 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 you know, it's not the same as it used to be. No one cares about bitches and catchers. Oh, the excitement for baseball. I'll tell you what, that's all I know. All I know is I was listening to the radio today, and I heard Evan screaming and yelling about Pete Alonso, and he's dead wrong on the situation. We'll get back to the Pete Alonso conversation. We got A-Rod Day today. It's A-Rod Day. We're finally retiring his number in this studio for whatever reason that is. I don't know, but hey, it's A-Rod Day. I've been Team A-Rod since the day he walked in here after he spurned MLB leadership and walked right into the studio and talked to Mike Francesa and spoke his personal truth. And that's how I'll put it. I'm not sure how much like overall truth it was, but it was his personal truth. And I've been Team A-Rod since that day. So I'm happy to celebrate A-Rod Day. That's right. I love Alex Rodriguez. There wouldn't be a championship in 09. The last championship, this miserable team, and that disgusting GM Brian Cashman has won since. Otherwise, you have to go back to the Gene Stick Michael championships, and Cashman would have nothing. Nothing! So, yes, Alex Rodriguez Day, baseball day, pitchers and catchers, teams are speaking. Marcus Stroman's going to get off social media. What a glorious baseball morning. Let's go. I'm pumped about it. I am. I'm I'm actually pumped about it. I don't know if you can tell. I'm excited baseball's back. I love the sights. I love the sounds. I love the press conferences. I love how everyone's in the best shape of their life. I love all the cliches. I do. But the one thing that I that again I, I mentioned this a little bit yesterday, and what I'm still noticing now, as we really do start to focus on this, is everything and Marcus Stroman, believe it or not. Marcus Stroman is the voice of exactly what I'm talking about. Marcus Stroman's locked in, right? Marcus Stroman, I'm not sure if he was supposed to announce it or not or whether it'll come to fruition, but he's already talking about the home opener. He's on his social media. He's on his Instagram locked in. It's about chasing a championship. Don't bother me till Thanksgiving. I'm going to miss your phone calls. I'm going to miss your text messages. Sorry, Ma, I love you. But I just can't speak to you right now because we're focused on 2024. Right? And Brian Cashman, pencils aren't down just yet. I don't know. Just abacadabba all the way down, Cash. On that Scantron, pencils are not down yet for Brian Cashman, which I don't necessarily believe. And we'll get to that. But it's all about this year for the New York Yankees. And I love what I'm hearing, right? 
Now, it's just the first couple of days of spring, but I love what I'm hearing. I saw the I saw the I saw the SMY report where it looks like Rodon is already hitting 97 miles per hour, which he wasn't he was hitting 90-92 when he showed up to spring training last year. He's in the best shape of his life. Marcus Stroman's locked in. Stanton's probably in the best shape of his life when he finally gets here. Juan Soto's already working within the organization to talk to the kids in the Dominican. Everybody's excited. Everybody's pumped. And it's all about this year. And they desperately do need to add pitching. Now, I don't think they're going to, but as this free agency, and you just heard the commissioner of baseball in the cut Marco just played, talking about some sort of deadline that they should work on in free agency to build some excitement because, yes, I agree, up until we saw all these sights and sounds and up until we actually heard the popping of the glove and the cracking of the bats, it's been a kind of a long, dead January into early February for Major League Baseball with really nothing going on since Yamamoto signed. I mean, just absolutely nothing. And they need to figure out a way to build some excitement and actually have an offseason like many of the other sports actually do. But now that we are here and there is some enthusiasm, I mean, and as we see these guys still unsigned, maybe, just maybe, I still don't think there's any chance in hell they sign Blake Snell. I still don't think there's really any chance they, I mean, but at least now there's an idea that maybe this market is collapsing because Snell's going to want to get into a building. Snell's going to want to get with his coaching staff. Snell's going to start working and know where he's going to play for the next handful of years. And that's really the only way the Yankees sign him. Like, we could talk about pencils not being down. I don't know what Cash has left to do because he's not going to give Snell. I don't think Steinbrenner will allow it. He's not going to give Snell a big-time contract. He's just not going to. They made an offer. We're not sure exactly what it was. I heard um, Brian Cashman on the uh, Talking Yanks podcast. We'll get into some of the things he said. Apparently, he's a big gift texter, which I love. If If you've seen my Midnight Ride tweets. I love the gifts. But in that, you know, he's talked about that. Yeah, you know, there's a report. I'm not saying that we didn't give him a contract, but maybe some of the particulars aren't exactly accurate. We don't know what kind of contract they offered Blake Snell, but they pivoted to Marcus Stroman, and that's the end of it. Unless that market collapsed to the point where he's going to get practically a one- or two-year deal. Like, I just don't see it, especially knowing what's waiting in the wings, which is the... Juan Soto contract next offseason. You know it. But honestly, if you listen to the Yankees, and rightfully so, no one's concerned about it. Brian Cashman's not concerned about it. Hal Steinbrenner's not concerned about it. It's not about Juan Soto in the offseason. It is more about Juan Soto's offseason in Queens than it is in the Bronx. In the Bronx, he's in the pinstripes this year, whether in the New Jersey's that nobody likes or whatever. It's about this year. It's about getting locked in. It's about Rodon feeling the best he's felt in years. It's about DJ LeMahieu feeling the best he's felt in years. It's about Stanton turning it around. It's about, you know, figuring out this bullpen and having something you could take north in a month that will help this team win a championship this year. And we talked about this yesterday. And all the different guys who are leaving, all the different guys, whether it be obviously possibly Soto, Verdugo, Torres, Holmes. I mean, a lot of the bullpen, whether it be Canely and like all the, there are so many one year contracts. The Yankees are all in on this year like they've never been before. I would still like, I hope those, I hope I'm wrong and I hope the pencil is still up 
because they need to do something, whether it's trade for Bieber, add a pitcher. That rotation isn't set. Other than that, the lineup is set, the team is set, and it's about figuring out a way to get this team a championship this year. That's what the Yankees are focused on. Marcus Stroman said it best. They're locked in. What's the conversation with the Mets? Oh, you know. Well, you know, we'll let's let's argue about Pete Alonso and his contract for next year, and whether or not the Mets are going the Mets are going to get Juan Soto, and whether Beatty can develop, and what Vientos can turn into. Anything but how can we win this year? Anything but, and I'll scream it again. I will yell it till the. I mean, we can talk about Pete Alonso. He's on the team this year. For me, let it hit free agency and then deal with it. That's exactly what they did with Judge. That's what the Mets should do. Let Pete Alonso hit free agency, incentivize him to have a monster freaking year, and then pay him, and then pay Juan Soto. And I heard some things that Evan will get to that make absolutely no sense to me. And some of the narratives around this Pete Alonso thing makes no sense to me. But this Mets squad, I mean... Is the, are they even playing this season? Or are we just focused on whether the young kids can develop? You know, what's going to happen in the offseason? Does the owner have money to really improve this team then? What is the the what are, what are some of these prospects they've acquired through trades? Oh, look, Verlander's not feeling great. See, it justifies not having a rotation. Like, I just, I don't understand what's going on in Queens right now. I got to be honest with you. And the idea that this owner isn't rich enough to do both makes no sense. And again, Montgomery, we just talked about how the the market for some of these pitchers has collapsed. Well, none greater than Jordan Montgomery, who's been waiting around for Texas to pony up, and they're not going to. So if the Texas Rangers are not going to sign Montgomery, who is? And this is a pitcher who's proven to be a postseason performer. He's pitched in New York. He's a young, left-handed guy who's just starting to tap into what he possibly could be. We talk about not paying for past performances, paying for the future. I mean, who looks like they've turned their career into what can be the next bright future more than Montgomery? He doesn't He doesn't come with a, losing a draft pick. He doesn't have the qualifying offer attached to him. He's a young kid. He's going to be part of your you know, window of actually competing, which I guess hopefully will start next year. It doesn't make any sense to me. Go out and sign, and there's no talk about it. There's more talk about the Yankees getting Montgomery. There's more talk about the Yankees dipping back into the 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 rotation and some of this the market for the rotation and getting another pitcher. Why why not the Mets? Oh, you're going to have so many rotations, you know, like that's part of the reason why you're concerned about Pete Alonso. Because if you think about it, think about what you're going to have to do next year, right? If you don't see him sign Pete Alonso now and you let it go into the offseason, well, now you got to worry about Pete Alonso. You got to try and get Juan Soto and you're going to have to fill all these rotation spots. Well, why not start with one right now and go get Montgomery? I, I, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Are there going to be a lot? Are there going to be more better options next year? Right now, this market's collapsing. Everyone says to me, you know, here's the thing about Steve Cohen, right? Well, yes, he's a billionaire. Don't get me wrong. He's, you know, he's a billionaire, but he's a, how do you think he got that money? How do you think Steve Cohen became a billionaire? You think he became a bad uh, billionaire spending bad money after bad money? 
Think he made, became a billionaire making bad deals? No, I think he became a billionaire being extremely smart and making good deals. Well, who knows what next free agency is going to look like? And who knows what the market's going to look like? And who knows what the price tag for starting pitching is going to be? What I know right now at the moment is that this, this pitching market with two of the biggest, I guess two of the three biggest names, if you take out Yamamoto, and I don't expect the contracts to get up near $325 million, I mean, two of the three biggest starting pitching free agents are still on the market on on now February sixteenth, and they and and Montgomery in particular just lost the one team everybody thought he was going to. His market is collapsing. You know what that sounds like to me? An opportunity for a good deal. That's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like an opportunity to pounce on a young kid who's probably willing to come back to New York, whether it be with the Yankees or not, but say he's got you know something stuck in his craw about the way the Yankees handled it. He clearly knows the area. He's lived in New York. His wife's staying out on the East Coast, opening up a yoga studio, whatever it is, in Boston. There's no reason he wouldn't be open to it, and his market just fell apart. Go make a good deal. Go make a smart deal. Go spend some money. And it doesn't hamper you. You're, you're not even losing a pick. It's not even a qualifying offer issue. He was traded midseason last year. He wasn't entitled to one. There's no downside to this future-building great extravaganza that this new GM has in store for us. This doesn't hamper the idea of building towards the future or whatever verbal garbage, as I coined it the other day, that he's trying to peddle on you. This doesn't hurt it at all. There's no downside to it. This isn't an old agent veteran. This isn't going to get Max Scherzer at the tail end of his career. This isn't going to get, this isn't $40 million a year for Verlander or Scherzer. This is what I would think at this point may just very well be an extremely friendly contract for a pitcher who's about to hit the prime of his career. And is anyone even remotely talking about it? Have the Mets settled on getting nothing but the Severinos of the world for this coming year? And focused on all the different ways you can, you know, look at success and all the different ways you can measure success instead of focusing on this year a little bit while you still can put in someone who can be part of next year? Go get Montgomery. It makes too much sense. It makes too much freaking sense. That's who should be. And forget the Yankees. Forget the forget the Yankees for a second. The Mets should go get Jordan Montgomery. There's no doubt in my mind. That's the perfect fit. It's the one guy. You know, listen, Snell has, the, if you want to make the argument, Snell's a little high and low. There's no doubt about it. His great years are great. His down years are down. He walks a lot of hitters. He walks a lot of batters. He's probably going to get more money than Montgomery, and he's got the qualifying offer attached to him. You lose a pick. If you have this, you know, oh, we can't afford to lose picks right now with what we're doing. Montgomery doesn't come with any of that. You're going to get him cheaper than Snell. He doesn't have a pick. And I think if you want to be honest about it, yeah, I don't know if he wins Cy Young's. I would say if one of those two guys are going to win a Cy Young next year, it's probably Snell. 
But who's going to be more reliable two years over the next three years without question? Just solid, solid, solid. It's it's Jordan Montgomery. Go get him. Go do something. Pete Alonso, save that for next year. I I, I don't understand. Like, the, let's focus on this year for half a minute. Let's just take a second, can we? Can we just take a second and instead of daydreaming about what this team could be, let's talk about what it is right now and what it should be right now. And I understand the Mets, you know, I understand the Beatty conversation, the Vientos conversation right now, and playing young kids, and it sounds all nice. But I don't know how I feel about just handing third base over to one of these two guys. I don't know how I feel about third base DH just being handed to two rookies or two young kids who haven't proven a damn thing and, in fact, have not really shown you the promise that they we all thought they had. It's a, it's a nice thing, but ultimately, it's 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 more of just the feeling of well, we need to see what they are. So when we make decisions that matter next year, we'll have more information. When we want to know what this team is going to feel like when we decide to actually care about it, we'll need to know what Vientos and Beatty are, and we'll sacrifice this year to find out those answers because those answers are important for the lifeblood of an organization and it all sounds great and if you put it in a blender and and spit it out maybe you could swallow it and well you know it doesn't taste that bad it makes kind of sense you got the richest owner in baseball you want to give me that you want to put that in a blender add it with montgomery and make me feel a little bit better about this coming season 877-337-6666 so baseball is upon us, though. It is time. And I don't want to hear that, you know, nobody cares. I don't want to hear pitchers and catchers are boring. It's not. It's the talk of the town. It's the buzz of the city. We'll get into some of the uh, more uh, comments that Brian Cashin made on both his uh, meeting of the media and his uh, one-on-one interview with Talking Yanks that I just listened to on the way in. A couple of interesting things there. Marcus Stroman talking about being locked in, wearing... 1996 Yang. I mean, listen, if this were anybody but Strowman, let's be totally honest. If this were anybody but Strowman, we'd be eating it up. Guy shows up with a 1996 Yankees championship hat on, talking about he's not going to talk to his friends. He's not going to go on, you know, he's going to live the Marco Belletti life until Thanksgiving because he's focused on the championship and he's already got his sights set on opening day. Like anybody else, we'd be eating this up. And maybe we're eating it up from Strowman. I'll find out from you. 877-337-6666. But I get the feeling that, you know, it's a little, we're still a little cautious. And we're a little cautious to say Rudon looks good. And we're a little cautious to say our pencils aren't down yet. And rightfully so. But at least the Yankees are, are we know where they stand on this season. The Mets are all about next year.